Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. I've spent the week being pretty queasy, Josh, but, and this isn't something I think I'd be saying in week two, this game might come down to injuries. These injury reports are long, man. And and like I said, I don't think early in the year, everyone's supposed to be healthy. All the teams are supposed to be 90, 100%. Obviously, football's a physical sport. Let's start with the Patriots, man, because this injury report is absolutely bananas. Starting left tackle Trent Brown has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday due to a concussion. Same with guard City So. Center David Andrews has been limited for two straight days. Cornerback Jonathan Jones was limited on Wednesday, and he did not practice on Thursday. He was not seen on the field. And our old friend Devontae Parker, he was limited both days with a knee injury. Josh, I just said a bunch of words real quickly, but, man, their offensive line, four out of the five guys are listed as questionable, and I think it's leaning that two of them might already be out. Yeah, and I mean, it is football. The injuries happen, so we don't need to sit here and, you know, shed tears for any of these guys the same way we did Aaron Rodgers. I mean, we deserve to shed some tears. It kind of hurt a little bit seeing Aaron Rodgers go down because you want to see what he can do with the Jets. But looking at this, man, that offensive line definitely looks like it could be a problem for them. We know our defensive line has a ton of great names. It got a couple guys that, you know, didn't quite get to the quarterback last week. So are those, you know, pressures going to turn into sacks this week with a banged up defense uh, offensive line and then uh the thing that sticks out to me is jonathan jones in the secondary i sent you a tweet from one of the beat writers i think right before we came on here and it is friday like i said so we don't have an injury report so shame on us but we, all of this is just speculation at this point but it, jonathan jones wasn't at practice again on friday so um when you look at that secondary when you look at how skilled the miami dolphins uh receiving corp is i mean that has to be a matchup that you're kind of licking your chops at right i mean tyree kill potentially going against a rookie in Christian Gonzalez. If Jonathan Jones is out, I mean, he gave up seven of 10 targets last week for 70 yards. He had one pass breakup, but um, it looked like the Eagles were not targeting Jonathan Jones. So if he's out of that lineup, that secondary is um, going to be susceptible to some big plays. Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers, and Adrian Phillips, they do have a solid trio of safeties there, but man, you hit the nail on the head. I think Christian Gonzalez and even Jalen Mills are two guys you can attack quite a bit. When you think about that and the opportunity to go against a rookie cornerback, I mean, Tyree Kill can do anything. But one thing that I thought was interesting was the fact that, yes, the Dolphins, I think, had five different players with uh, 40 receiving yards. Jalen Waddle was sitting there with only five targets. When you think about these injuries and you think about the impact Jonathan Jones has, right, he can pull an entire defense just because he is that good of a cornerback. What does that mean for someone like 
when you add in a Jalen Waddle. Last week we had the Tyree kill. What does it mean when you have both against a, um, a weak secondary, I should say? I mean, we're about to find out, right? Get your popcorn ready. I think this might be the Jalen Waddle game. I actually uh, traded for him in a keeper league with my uh, brother-in-law. He had Jalen Waddle. I had Calvin Ridley. He had Trevor Lawrence. So I kind of been pushing this thing at him. Don't you want Trevor Lawrence as wide receiver one? I'll take Jalen Waddle off your hands. So um, we did hear Jalen Waddle, I think, was banged up throughout the week, right? He was on the injury report for an oblique, I believe it was. But it does sound like he's going to go. And like you mentioned, man, Jonathan Jones, Christian Gonzalez, Jalen um, Mills. I mean, that's a secondary that they can take advantage of. And I mean... I'm already going to remind me after we get off here because I have to have Christian Gonzalez as burnt toast ready to go because one of my good friends, Brett, he's a Patriots fan. He's been trolling me, talking about Christian Gonzalez slowing down uh, Tyreek Hill, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, I got to get that toast ready because I do think it's going to be a long day for that secondary, especially if Jonathan Jones can't go. That's a that's a hefty cash or a check he's going to have to cash there because uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. When, when I'm talking smack, I don't know if I'm going to go rookie quarterback versus like, what, 14 – Four-time first-team All-Pro. Like, I, I don't think that's the fight I'd like to start. Flipping the coin here, Josh. We're looking at some of the Miami Dolphins injuries. Let's start with Teron Armstead, who is still has that Walgreens receipt where it's ankle, back, knee injuries. He was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Where are your vibes at with that? You consider the fact Kendall Lamb was solid against the Chargers. He didn't allow a sack and kept Tua's uniform pretty clean. Would you want Teron? Ar- yes. Yes, we all want Teron Armstead out there. But... Is this a matchup where you feel he must be out there, or would you want to keep it a little, uh, little slow with him and, and give him another week? I think ideally you'd want to let him have another week to get healthy, but um, it sounds like if it was up to Ron Armstead, he probably would have played last week, right? And um, when you're going, if he's healthy, going against the New England Patriots, I mean that pass rush is no joke. It looks like they got Christian Barrymore, Matthew Judon, two of the the better guys coming off the edge there, and. Um, Kendall Lamb looked great, but Matthew Judon versus you know Austin Jackson on one side. Christian Barrymore versus uh, Barrymore. I said that right, right? It sounded like Drew Barrymore. I guess it was Barrymore. Barrymore. Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't. It isn't Barrymore. It isn't like the, the the woman. But if he's on the other side against Kendall Lamb, I mean, I feel much better with Teron Armstead out there, obviously. But if he has that Walgreens receipts list, which I don't know, Jake, is that smaller than CVS? I've never. I don't really go to Walgreens. I think much, they're actually the same thing now. I, okay. I don't know that for sure. But all those all those pharmacies print out those huge like long Santa Claus lists. But um. I would I would ideally like to see Teron Armstead get a, another week's rest, let Kendall Lamb go out there, show that he can be that guy. But again, Teron Armstead's ready to go. He's going to be out there, and then we just got to pray nothing happens, right? Josh, one of the most interesting parts about that Chargers game, David Long Jr. only played 17 snaps. Do you see, you look at these two tight ends in Hunter Henry, Mike Osicki. You look at Ezekiel Elliott being a more physical back. I think you'd say the same about a Ramondre Stevenson. Is this David Long's opportunity to secure some more snaps after playing uh, such a limited role last week? I think so. And I do think, you know, I was probably pretty quick to jump down David Long Jr.'s uh, throat, you know, for his lack of snaps. But I think Vic Fangio, I scrolled down. I don't really have the quote in front of me, so I'll let you say the quote if you want. But I do think he said that um, David Long plays more of that base defense, and they were nickel a lot last week. So that's why he wasn't out in the field. So um, I do think he's that guy who can come in and cover. I mean, again, you're probably going to ask Javon Holland to do some of that stuff. Maybe Deshaun Elliott. Maybe we see Brandon Jones get more involved this week. But, um, yeah, I think this will be a David Long redemption game, kind of sort of speak, right? 17 snaps last week. Some people are down on what he, you know, showed. I know I was. He was one of my stock down guys. So yeah, stock up. Let's see him get out there and make some plays on a Mike Gesicki on a uh, Hunter Henry. I just want to know, Jake, do you think this is, you know, we go into all these weeks and you try to find, you know, these players that were on the other team. We like to call them revenge games. Is this a Mike Gesicki revenge game? Do you see Mike Gesicki maybe actually, you know, maybe 
breaking a tackle, maybe scoring something. I mean, that's a little crazy sounding, right? Hitting us with the gritty and on Sunday night football. I don't know, man. I, I really don't want to see that. That's that's a little scary. I actually, it's weird because I would like to see the gritty. Nothing, There's nothing bad happening when Micah Sicky's doing the gritty. Um, I guess he came out and said that he, all he called the Miami Dolphins was his former employer, which I thought was a little interesting. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I Do you think the Dolphins, I mean, Micah Sicky, you know how he's going to beat you, right? It's going to be the YOLO balls in the back of the end zone in different situations like that. Doesn't Xavier Howard on Mike Kosicki sound like it'd make a lot of sense? I, I feel like that'd be a situation I'd love to watch, or even Howard on Devontae Parker. I, I think that the way the Patriots would get big plays, especially out of those guys attacking down the field, uh, you would need a receiver to make a play. I don't know if they they really have the talent before the ball is thrown to you know create all the separation. So it's going to involve physicality, maybe hoping a defensive uh, you know cornerback, something like that, gets called for a pass interference, some sort of flag. But, man, I think you, I think there's going to be some shots thrown in the air where it's going to be a, hey, Kasiki, go get it, and hope a Javon Holland can kind of run across underneath or something and pick it off. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, and based on looking at the numbers, it's not just the receivers and tight ends that uh, Mac Jones gets involved, right? It looks like he had a heavy number of checkdowns. I believe Zeke had five receptions for 29 yards, and then I have written down that Ramondre Stevenson had, what, six catches for 64 yards. So um, Mac Jones is getting that ball out. He's in a new offense this year. You know, you saw a little bit of it. I think they're running, like, this, the option up there in New England, which is a little bit wild. I can't uh, – you probably have listed how many times Mac Jones threw the ball last week, but it was a lot, was it not? So um, – I'm intrigued to see the way the Dolphins match up there as well. I mean, you got to account for Ramondre Stevenson. Ezekiel Elliott's not, you know, the same game changer he once was, but that Dolphins defense, you know, they were giving up some big plays to the running backs last week in, in both the passing and run games. So interested to see the way the New England Patriots attack that and how the Dolphins counter that. Because like Vic Fangio said last week, he was not ready. He felt bad that he had these guys, you know, unprepared for that run run defense. Do you feel that this Chargers uh... – the Chargers running backs and the Patriots running backs are a bit different just in terms of the style. I think the Dolphins can attack this rushing attack a little differently. Um, and then when you consider the issues on the offensive line, you do think that they're going to do a lot of um, dump off passes. And then you wonder, hey, maybe it will be another Andrew Van Ginkle game, Josh. This actually kind of surprised me. I mean, I think Gerald Everett's a solid tight end. Austin Eckler, we know what he can do out of the backfield. Uh, Van Ginkle, according to Pro Football Focus, earned a 71 overall grade. That ain't too bad, you know, having to be out there on an island, um, usually in the flat or somewhere around there. Yeah, you're right. These backs are completely different. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson's a stud, but I think Austin Eckler, what, top five running back in football? You know, he can do everything. So you're right. It's going to be a completely different team that we're playing. Their offensive line's banged up. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the way it all plays out and the way um, that Dolphins defense steps up. And you wonder if Andrew Van Ginkle is going to get all them snaps again this week. I mean, again, it goes back to Vic Fangio literally calling him up and saying, you know, we want you here in Miami. Come home, right? I mean, he was visiting with the Raiders. I think he even went up to New England to visit a little bit. So uh, we'll see what AVG can do, being that interior linebacker in those nickel situations. And if he can continue to go out there and make plays in the past game, like you mentioned, because he wasn't an, a liability in coverage, and that's more – that's more than we can say for some of these other linebackers that came before him. Let's talk about the offense for a few minutes here, Mr. Joshua. Tua 
against the Chargers, 466 yards. That means he's on pace, Josh, 7,922 yards by the end of the season. His three touchdowns in week one, well, that means he's on pace for 51. Five different receivers had at least 40 yards. But let's slow down just a little bit here. If we want to talk about Tua against the Patriots, Tua being undefeated against the Patriots, we at least got to talk about these numbers. Going back to 2020, uh, he went 20 for 26, 145 yards and an interception. Go to September of 2021, 16 for 27, 202 yards, one tutty, one interception lane. I did it again. I'm sorry. Uh, January 2022, uh, 15 for 22, 109 and a touchdown. Josh, Tua hasn't had these monster games, except if you go back to last year. Uh, 23 for 33, 270 yards and a touchdown. That was on opening day, and that was with the Dolphins still only scoring 20 points. So I think we'll need some uh, game breakers to show up here. And because and, I think the Patriots and Bill Belichick are really going to force Tua just to get all the way down the field and make no make sure nobody makes mistakes because one penalty can really derail drive. Yeah, and I don't want to say that Bill Belichick's sitting here, you know, sleep, not not sleeping at night thinking about Tua time a little bit. It has to irk him a little bit, right, that this dude hasn't lost to him at all. So um, I do have to make note, I think he had three rushing touchdowns, two total in that in those meetings. So, um, you know, while they're skewed a little bit and they're not the greatest passing numbers, he does, you know, make plays down there in the goal line. So will we see a rushing touchdown perhaps this week? Uh, stay tuned. But I, I do think the one thing we saw last week that we really didn't see last year was a lot of yak yards, right? I mean, that was kind of the thing when the Dolphins got Tyree Kill. Everyone wanted to, you know, bash what he did and you know kind of say oh yeah anybody can do that with those yak yards he didn't have yak yards last year we saw that in week one and you wonder how much of those yak yards he'll be able to get um this week so i'm i'm i want to see Tua go out up there and you know have that game that we all expect but again it's a bill belichick defense i don't think he's gonna go up there and throw for three or four hundred yards but i don't think anybody really thought he was gonna throw for 466 last week either so um godspeed i feel a lot better trusting to a tongue of a low and what he can do um in year four, because I mean, at this point, man, all we need to do is see him healthy and the, the sky is really the limit. And it just feels good to be able to say that after 20 years of mediocrity and wondering who the dude is to a time, looks like the dude.